0: Studio. This is Benson.
1: Hey, Mr. B. Oh, hey! Is it that time already? It's Friday, Friday.
0: Oh wow! Ah, uh, oh, what a busy week. We we uh, we talked about the Met Gala, 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 gala. Tomato, tomato. Depends on which part of the country you're from, and I'm trying not to offend right. any of the hillbillies in my family. Um,
1: who's well, Including gala. your Texan it, co heads It's
0: the Met Gala. Yes, yes, <laughs> it certainly was. Uh, we've talked with uh, uh, Rachel Elspeth Gross, uh, who is an amazing uh, journalist and fashion historian about the uh, Met gala. And we've talked in its with
1: beginnings. oh my uh, gosh, uh, it's, it's,
0: a little bit of its history. I mean that was I think it's important to understand that this is not necessarily just a bunch of rich hay uh in overly expensive clothes. there is there is a reason behind it and it does a, an amazing public work. Uh, and then on Thursday, yesterday, we talked with Jen Sittery about um, AngelaFashion.com, her, her project in Ukraine. So if you guys had missed any of those bonus podcasts, definitely give them a listen. They're, they're um, I mean, you know, not to, not to stroke our own ego, but they're riveting. They're, they're really important and riveting subjects that we covered with some amazingly um, important people in fashion, experts even
1: yes i and i love the outreach um even though we haven't even been a podcast for a month the outreach of other designers who have been in the field for a long time connecting with us going i have a story and we're like i bet you do
0: we all all have like right and and uh okay you know i keep saying that i just wanted to be really clear and not to um Curated with all of this content, and the truth of the matter is, is that uh, Miss Megan sort of had to kick me, uh, drag me, kicking and screaming into this. I've never been a, pod, a fan of podcasts. I've, I'm constantly bitching at Amazon Music when it tries to make me listen to podcasts. I don't want to listen to podcasts. I want music. Amazon Music, thank you. Um, but the truth is, is that Megan and I have have had these conversations for years, and, and, and not all the time like we are now. Um, but you know, sometimes months and months in between, but there have been periods where we do talk three, four, five, six times a week. And she, she dragged me into this. And at first I was like, (laughs) Oh, podcasts, I don't want to do it. But the truth of the matter is, is this was a stroke of genius, Miss Megan. Yeah. I think that, that you saw that if you could just get me talking about what had happened, if you could just get me to look at my own career, with the critical eyes that I use on everyone else's career and problems and factory mishaps, that I would see that I've had a stunning career and what the hell is wrong with me? And perhaps you're doing the same thing. Are you, are you, are you looking at what you've done and going, Oh, 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 I really am quite brilliant.
1: I I definitely think that, It changed my perspective of my work because I always viewed myself as a fashion savant or a pattern maker savant or a sewing machine inner workings and repair savant. Like It just came so naturally to me that I didn't feel like it was any type of of, of gift or um, anything mm. to talk about, mm. right?
0: And there there is a the nature of being the Saban. It, it is not hard. Uh, it, it is as natural as breathing, but that doesn't mean that we don't spend an inordinate amount of time honing the things that mm-hmm. we're naturally good at, as you yeah. have. I mean, you don't just wake up one day and start making uh, these amazing pieces that you make. That doesn't come from nowhere that it
1: doesn't come from nowhere um but i think that because that mechanical portion of my brain um really engaged with this as a career that i think it was very helpful to me um and i you know because i grew up with um not as many means as i have today um making my own clothes was a necessity as opposed to um you know something um that i like super enjoyed doing.
0: <laughs> and You know, it was very much the same for me when I stopped making dolls and doll clothes and started making clothes for me. It was because uh, in 1977, the economy in Detroit, where I grew up, collapsed. My dad lost uh, his career. All of the men that worked uh, in his company came to find boxes where their desks were, and that was the end of it. So it was either buy clothing off of the Kmart uh, sale rack. And, and I was in seventh grade, but I was uh, tall and chunky, and so uh, you know what was on the the clearance bracket at, at uh, Kmart were like chiffon lemon yellow polyester pants, and right. so in seventh grade, I I sort of became an uh, an accidental mod <laughs> disco queen, um, and and learned to be okay with people uh, uh, pointing me out and and dressing unusually but I also wanted to make things that maybe weren't quite so disco and quite so lemony and quite so polyester. <laughs> so I started making my own clothes because of sort of poverty too. I think that that's interesting. Um, so I, I I have a simple question for you and I'd like you to um, enlighten me. Yeah. Why the hell did you think that Number one, I would be good on a podcast, knowing how I felt about podcasts. And number two, why did you think that we should do a podcast? I mean, that's awfully... I don't know. Is that that hubris on your part? Did you just... What was that about? Where did you get the Um, idea?
1: Well, (laughs) I... I know both of you and I have been approached by so many people in different situations in our lives where they're like, "You should write a book," and both of us are like, "Oh yeah, super duper!" In my spare time. In my spare time, well, I actually, (laughs) I
0: actually am writing uh, three books, um, so people can just fuck off and and get off my jock about that. But that—that's secondary career. Um, Mm -hmm. That's I, you know, my plan has always been. When i am too old and haggard to be taken seriously in the field of fashion i'll retire to my second career of authoring books
1: but it's it's just
0: exact no, write a book you've been in so many people's panties it's not even funny
1: <laughs> i love that i can say that <laughs> <laughs>
0: and i've been up so many people's dresses and down so many men's trousers that uh, i i could definitely do a tell all too no i i, I we, that is that is true i have been with you uh, when people are listening to our conversations and they're like oh my god you two should write a book so that's where this came from this this idea yeah, yeah. so we're doing a, a an audiobook kind of as we go
1: and there's just so much more nuance um in your voice. And I know Jen has talked to you about it. Like you just call anytime. I just want to hear you. And, and I, you know, frankly feel the same way. There's something very soothing about, um, your mannerism in a very real way that you don't get through a text message oh, or you God. don't get through a Facebook post and or I, an Instagram I, picture. I, just think
0: I sound like a big old fucking poof. But but you know, we all hear ourselves differently uh, in our head. and then when we hear ourselves without the bones in our head vibrating our voice, uh, it's, it's it can be shocking. although uh, I'm, I'm listening to these episodes um, not out of egotisticalness, but, but because as we're recording them, I, it, it's a it's a it's an organic conversation and I'd like to go back and listen to what we actually said when I can dwell on it and think about it and hear it and not mm-hmm. respond to it. So I'm getting used to hearing my voice. I sound more like me to myself now.
1: I think that, um, you know, doing enough television and doing enough interview style things that I've listened to my outside voice, outside of my body voice um, enough times that, you know, in a lot of ways, um, I know we bring up Stephen Mosher's name a lot. Um, oh. the Made in heaven. Um, Stephen Mosher's bitter old soul. You know, like that—that uh, that it for me becomes this person, this persona outside of my own person, and so I'm able to listen to it as, like, you know, okay, what does this person have to say? Because that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that makes
0: sense. like when you were, um, and I—I I don't, please don't don't hate me for outing you, but when you were struggling writing a bio for yourself, uh, mm-hmm. it, it was very difficult for you to write about yourself, it, 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 and and. I understand when I was younger, uh, how much younger than me are you? You're significantly younger, 10 years, 15 years.
1: So it's so funny that you wrote that post on Facebook the other day, um, because that particular song came out the year I was born, 1973. Okay. So you're like 10 years younger than me. Um, Mm -hmm. there
0: was a time when I found it hard to write bios because it felt absolutely ridiculous to be talking about myself. So I just started to pretend that I was writing about somebody that I admired and, um, And you did a brilliant job on writing your bio and 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 that shift of perception. uh, I I think both of us. um, We both have a certain humility. And while I think that as from a from a human standpoint, uh, a a fairly humble personality is Often a gift. I think from a success point of view, it's a shame that both of us didn't grow up with a massive amount of white and money privilege, expecting that we should excel at everything we do. So that humility sometimes is not the best thing for us, especially when it comes to self promotion.
1: Yeah. You know? Well, and I I know a lot of designers struggle with self promotion or even um, associating their own image um, to. Their branding, um, and so a lot of that can be difficult.
0: And you know, I got yeah. that down in the eighties. I had billboards, and I was a, a a an underground celebrity in the Midwest. So I had that part down. And then in the nineties, I'm like, well, maybe I should, maybe I should sort of retrain myself uh, to make them talk about the clothes. I'm tired of talking about me. That's why I don't post selfies uh, ad nauseum. I'm just not that fascinated with Benson anymore. I've been Benson for fifty. 58 years. And I you know, I know the ins and outs of Benson, I don't fascinate myself. So now I, I let the clothing speak for me. I let my work speak for me. And it speaks louder, and with more authority than I ever could. And and the same is true with you. And yet, sometimes we do have to say things about ourselves. I don't ever want to be that poor young man from Denver Fashion Week on the carpet being asked about his inspiration and saying I don't have any. Wow. You know, honey, what is your inspiration?
1: What is my inspiration? Well, yeah,
0: let's... let's. I'm going to just see if you have an answer, sister. Oh,
1: so, like, sister, I immediately, go, sister, immediately. Yes. What is it? The textile.
0: Okay, you're... And, and, you know, speaking of Stephen Mosier, we had uh, long talks, uh, skinny dipping, and the pool out in Dripping Springs until four in the morning, talking about how we were texture-activated and textile-activated designers. Yeah, textiles mm-hmm. are a big part of it for me as well. Um,
1: yeah, there's... Um, like, people ask me like, do you draw? Well, I can give you a conceptual drawing. And if you want something a little bit better then I hire somebody to draw it for me based off of whatever fabric there we are utilizing for this particular project. But normally my clients go, okay, I trust that um, you have this fabric and you want to do this thing and you're going to make it for me. And if you're given creative freedom, more comes out of creative freedom than I think, um, the confines of other people's projects <laughs> I just had
0: that that discussion with uh a new client um i said i can sketch this but if i sketch it i i will compete with myself to make it exactly the sketch because i feel that if i'm selling you a sketch i should match the sketch i prefer to mm. describe it perhaps thumbnail it give you some idea of what i'm going to do uh, and then not sketch it until i'm done Because, quite frankly, um, sketching it and then matching it to the sketch kind of disconnects the organic creative process.
1: Oh, totally. Totally. And I think that um, some of the methodology for aspiring fashion designers to be able to sketch things out and then try and go source things is asinine. Um, it's just, it's not really and, and, how. I, and, now,
0: and I teach sketch. I, I teach fashion illustration uh, at university. There is a place and a reason for fashion illustration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I When I was doing the work with um, uh, Jose Luis Salon and Boutiques in Austin, uh, you know, number one rated hair styling team, Across the country, shout out to uh, one of my creative directors, Teresa Romero, who is now the creative director of Sam Vila and Jose Luis Salon and Boutiques. Um, I, when I was when I was part of a team and I had to show uh, the team what it was that I wanted to create for them, it became necessary to actually sketch things because not, not everyone can can take a description and turn it into a garment in their mind um so so there is a, a a place for it and most often it's in communication but uh uh there were people in austin that went oh you he just can't sketch oh bitch please bitch please well, and I, it's I, definitely I, needed. I did my fashion internship at marvel comics i convinced them that i needed an <laughs> illustration because i i thought maybe i wanted to be a comic illustrator and
1: that was the well, way and I it's was definitely there. needed for that communicate communication Mm -hmm. factor when you're upscaling your production because you you have to show people visuals of what's going on so like you know at a root i get it
0: the the illustration eventually becomes the flat which eventually is part of the tech pack and the sales Mm -hmm. pack so all of that is necessary but but uh but it does stifle the creative process so i very often sketch when i'm done
1: yeah
0: there's the sketch now i've sketched it i i may sketch a basic outline and then go And, and then and i'm also learning now to kind of create on paper and translate that uh and, and not hold my balls to the fire that it has to be exact that i can make mm-hmm. uh, uh variations and i can take detours if something more inspiring happens in my head while i'm working with the textiles and uh accoutrement yeah yay okay megan um how are we doing is this is i like you you're you're the you're the great brain in the back room of our website of our (laughs) podcast of our rss feed how are we doing are are people are people paying (laughs) attention to us or are you and i shouting into the universe
1: well um we are not shouting into the universe and i'm kind of like i just had that moment where i'm like i'm gonna stop and have a little heart attack (laughs) um what i find really interesting is that we haven't been up for a month um, not even a complete month and um, we've had uh, 707 downloads wow um, wow of our wow. um accumulated podcasts and so i'm wow. i'm really loving that wow. um today just today 40 people have listened um Uh, as of this recording. And I'm sure um, that that number is going to keep going up. And so I'm really loving all of this. Um, And and are these
0: people in Detroit and Austin and Denver where they know us or where are they coming from? Who are these people that are listening?
1: um, So the way that this data comes into us is the number of people that are going directly to our website. Um, And so we're having incredible numbers hit our website. And so part of our discussion um, after this is, hey, baby, we need to get some things up in our store (laughs) because if people are hanging out on our website for as long as they are. um, We need to show them what we have available because part of this is being able to get dollars in to have people come and talk to us that we want to speak to be able to um have money to produce the things that we want to be producing um and continue on with this content and so um by putting our items up on our website um i think that's our next next step
0: (laughs) oh you know i should put those beautiful um digitally printed italian and french silk scarves up And uh, all the hand-dyed silk scarves, because I think scarves are lovely. And um, I I don't know how many people are going to want to come to a website and buy a $20,000 jacket. But I I, I could also put the beautiful lace up.
1: I would love to see your pieces um, from your photo shoots up. Because I think that um, really recognizing the value in ours for statement pieces in our wardrobe... Um, and beginning our discussions talking about how you feel when you're wearing a, um, you know, sleeveless t-shirt and a pair of um, baggy pants compared to putting on a nice pair of Italian shoes and wearing a good pair of jeans and an appropriately roughed up shirt. You know me and um, my Italian and going out. shoes too, girl. <laughs> And so it's different. It's different. Um, it's a, a different presentation,
0: right? Oh, wow! No, it is. It's a totally different presentation. And, and, and you know, I, it, it's it's uh, pure. Um, it's it's that ceiling that I was speaking of that you and I um, experienced a little bit ago. Uh, it's me thinking that no one is ever going to come across the website that wants to buy couture instead of expecting that of course they're going to come by and want to buy $20,000 jackets. This is what I'm talking about. That, mm-hmm. that particular lack of, 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 uh, privileged belief in my ability to succeed is is toxic i think that you and i i've realized it and i don't know if you've realized this and if you haven't i'm about to tell you uh you and i are both at a point in our career where we need to be accelerated purely i need to be accelerated back up out of a box uh to recover and uh uh uh, regain the momentum that i had before the pandemic and you need to be accelerated to the markets that are going to eat you up like uh, biscuits at a baptist church convention
1: I, you know, I really believe that designers that make the very difficult choice to persevere with their own line um, be shown that there that there is hope that there are hard days, but there's hope. And by by giving pause and recognizing, you know, this is my former way of thinking of I don't deserve a sale of one of my jackets that I spent that much time and deserve to get compensated for i don't deserve to put it up for sale i I, like i don't find that acceptable and that's part of the reason why we started this podcast is that i think designers need to charge what they're worth and um and they need to
0: understand the difference between charging for bespoke work They need to understand the difference between charging for wholesale work you can't charge bespoke prices for wholesale you've got to scale up to manufacturing and and um and for god's sake don't try to charge your clients for the mistakes that you make while you're learning to do something
1: well and i'm hoping that we get um a guest that i reached out to that has a contract um with nordstrom Nordstrom with her uh pieces susie black right
0: I'm going to mm-hmm. just say your name, Susie Black, New York City, amazing uh, Black woman who has her own lingerie uh, uh, company, a whole collection, and Nordstrom bought her. I would love it, if uh, Susie, if you're listening, uh, I would love to talk with you. We would love to talk with you. I'm amazed by your work and so proud of you.
1: I, like, as soon as I saw that coming across my feet, I'm like, I love this. And this is the type of success um, and The accompanying post with what I was seeing of her work that's at Nordstrom's is just that same designer mentality of like, oh, you know, people are going to be tired of hearing about what I do, or they don't want to, you know, they know what I do already. I don't need to, you know, toot my own horn, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, no. At first, we definitely,
0: at first, we have to toot our own horns because who's going to look at us? And one of the best ways to do that is uh, social media is good um, because you can sort of write about yourself as a commodity, but um, getting your, getting editorial placement, working with a, with teams of, of stylists and makeup artists and hairdressers and photographers in trade to get your stuff published in editorial, it's one of the best ways to talk about and let people know about your stuff.
1: Absolutely. Um, and really beneficial in the long run to i know that it's a cyclical thing that we talk about of staying relevant but when you're putting images out um on a regular basis people can make that visual connection with what you're doing for work and so sometimes it's hard going through the artist brain process and keeping up with the social medias um And being all the things when you're a solo designer, right? All the
0: things. Okay, I I realized that we took ourselves off track as we often do in these phone Mm -hmm. conversations. Uh, I had asked where people are listening from, and you began to explain something that caused me to just open up my grinder and look for hot sex because I didn't understand the technology of what you were saying. Where are they coming? (laughs) Just, Just simply, where are people coming from? Where are they listening from?
1: so we have a lot of people from belgium listening nice um and um that's our uh, second most downloaded location um ashburn um usa (laughs) is our third most um and then we are actually getting a lot of hits um from russian federation and from the ukraine um and so those kind of round out um and the mapping on um this is actually really incredible um and I you know uh hope to take a image of this and maybe share it as a a blog post about um where all of this um outreach and listening listenership is coming from. It's amazing, wow, I had no idea, wow, yeah. Uh, well, it's it's all this data collection stuff kind of blows my mind. <laughs> I,
0: I, I would like to reiterate we've we've mentioned this a few times. If you are listening, uh, and you have questions or subjects that you would like us to address, please reach out through the website. There is a really easy to use contact uh, button, and honestly, uh, those contacts come to both Megan and myself, and one of mm-hmm. us is generally sitting in front of a computer doing something and uh i think our answer rate is pretty good sometimes instantly and most often within an hour we would love to hear your questions suggestions if you want to tell us to fuck ourselves you can do that too um
1: <laughs> we I, can know, both do it at the same time
0: <laughs> we'll both we'll both your message will be received and then neither of us will give a fuck about that um because that's just how life works uh People are not going to love everything that we have to say, and that's okay. I, I would I would actually feel inauthentic if people liked everything I said.
1: Yeah, like, uh, I don't think humans are built for that. I mean, that I, my daughters are, are at that age, like, oh, so-and-so doesn't want to play with me, and they don't want to play the game that I want to play. And I'm like, okay, so what if everybody wanted to play the game that you wanted to play? Would that be really fun? And she's like, uh, no. No, because you're <laughs> never going
0: to get a chance to play the game you want to
1: play, honey. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, like, that's, even that's as a little so kid, they begin to realize, like, okay, it's good that people are different, but ooh, I can't make everybody happy. Cannot make everybody happy. That's true. Um, what are you doing with the rest of your day, darling? um i um, am going to talk to you probably after this about ordering (laughs) fabric for a client of mine Oh yes
0: yes yes um
1: and i also kind of want to um put um, a caveat there of um when i'm working on smaller uh, clients or higher end clients i don't normally order outside of what my client needs for a project and did i ask you for any kind of discount Oh, because God. I didn't no, no. order.
0: No, I I uh, reached out to my uh, one of my favorite silk suppliers, uh, one on each coast, uh, New York mm-hmm. and Los Angeles, and uh, having not ordered silk in two years, um, I had no idea. Silk's a commodity, people. I don't know if you mm-hmm. realize this. silk's like gold or oil or gas; it goes up and down depending on how the silk crops are. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I I was able to find the the pattern that um, Miss Megan was looking for at one of my suppliers in a wonderful crepe, which is perfect for her project. And uh, he gave me a price that may be a little bit higher than it was two years ago, but not bad, because Mm-mm. as you pointed out, that same fabric in a nylon or polyester could be 20 or $25 at, at a Joanne fabric. Right. Uh, so, you know, silk. Um, but no, you did not ask for a discount. You know better.
1: <laughs> but I just kind of wanted to... And I, you know, open and that I tell you, transaction. I am, up there's to a markup people. on that.
0: I love you, but there's a markup on that because mm-hmm. that's that is my business. Job. Uh, it's not a massive markup. You absolutely got the friends and family. You're in the house with me discount, um, but you didn't ask for it, and that was the amazing thing. You were not expecting that. I did no. discount that. That is that is definitely lower than the wholesale price would be, or the uh, retail price in my store, and is actually lower than my wholesale price on that. Well,
1: and I I love the fact that um, the way that the community should be working is like, uh, I, I don't know what um i was reading but it was an older gentleman being very pleased at the end of his life because instead of haggling over the price of vegetables and fruit that he would get at the grocers he just paid it so that that grocer could take their kids to soccer could take their kids to you know whatever after school activity and that it was you know this cumulative little goodness that creates a ripple that is actually larger and I want people to be open to just because you could ask somebody just know that that has a ripple for them about what they're able to do for themselves and so it's important to be able to pay people what they're worth my client paid me what I was worth for the project and I wanted to get her the best fabric that I could within that budget
0: and, you know, I, I, you would have kicked my ass if I'd given it to you at just my cost because I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I, paying <laughs> a phone bill. Um, <laughs> I've got years of making these kind of deals uh, with my merchants. So they they are already giving me a better price than they would give anyone else because of the amount of fabric I have purchased from them and that they want me to continue to purchase from them. They were happy to hear from me. I, and, and, you know, you recognize that that was a couple of hours of my time. So, uh, of course, you want me compensated, much the way I would want you compensated. Now, those of you who think that I am being a, uh, uh, an opportunistic dick, I also want you to know that I am looking for some beautiful goopier lace. And that's going to be a gift from me because I just have so much of it here. So there's a time that I can be uh, generous with my friends just because. And then there's a time to recognize that I'm being asked to work and that when I'm mm-hmm. being asked to work, The people who are asking me to work should understand that uh, there's going to be some compensation for my time, as it is with anybody. Would you Mm -hmm. ask the repairman uh, that's fixing your furnace in the winter for a discount? I don't think you would. Oh
1: God, no. No.
0: Why do they ask us for discounts, Megan? Because they don't value the work. They think it's a woman's work. They think it's grandma sitting at her kitchen table. We obviously have nothing better to do but make pretty things.
1: Well, and I don't think people have a full recognition of the deepness with which garments are integrated into our everyday life, our societies, our religions, our politics, everything.
0: Preach. Preach.
1: Music. (laughs) like,
0: Preach. Music, film. Oh, and speaking of television, shout out to my sister, Tame Hatsios, who is directing um, Who Do You Believe on ABC television?
1: Yay! I love that.
0: She was instrumental in me getting that uh, Swarovski c- commercial a few years back. She's oh. a, a brilliant uh, director. Um, I can't wait to see her do some really cool episodic TV. And I've already got her uh, her Emmy and uh, Oscar gowns for when she wins those awards designed in my head.
1: I love that. Yay. Oh my gosh! So fun. Well. Um- I think it's probably time that we wrap it up since it's our Friday call. Yeah,
0: I, I, I'm, I'm going to um, pull out a bolt of fabric and I'm going to look at a client's measurements and I'm going to pull out the pattern that is the block for what I want to create for her. And when I determine how much of this fabric I'm going to need, I'm going to cut it and serge it and launder it. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful rayon brocade, um, but I want to launder it so that it, it is a launderable dress. Even though it's going to be silk and rayon, it should be able to be hand-washed without shrinking or fading. And this is well, how Well, and we you should
1: do. be able to get all the sizing out of it too. Yeah, get all way. the
0: sizing and all of the chemicals out of it. Uh, I'm Not saying that I won't spray it right back in as I'm making it to stabilize it, but, um, I want, I want her to have this beautiful gown, uh, this piece that she can wear uh, on the red carpet or to a cocktail party. Um, but I want her to be able to launder it without it costing a fortune. Yeah. So we work the fabric first. I don't think people realize that that's part of uh, bespoke or co work is how much we actually work that fabric. It's not just how we cut it and uh, stitch it. And augment it. It is how we actually work the fabric, how we press it in multiple directions, and how we stabilize it, and how we lock in uh, die lots, and how we lock in um, drape. There, there's a lot of work that just goes into the fabric before I ever lay scissors to it. Oh, and I know the absolutely. same is with you. I know the same is with you.
1: Yeah. I know the same. And there's been so many people, maybe it's just that um, my phone hears me talking about ironing, and I'm huh. getting a lot more ironing huh. content. <laughs> yeah. on- phone i love that (laughs) but um every time i see it pop up i'm like thank you for ironing (laughs) thank you for ironing
0: thank you for please press your seams and clip your threads people um okay i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, do some uh shameless self-promotion do it uh, please for us before we leave please do go to our patreon uh it's advanced fashion disruption um, on Patreon. Hopefully you can find us. I don't know. I couldn't find us yesterday. MegaMet may be something you need to try as a person not signed into the account. Uh, We have multiple levels, including uh, the highest level uh, that is $2,500 a month, but it's going to get you all of our services, personal guidance and conversations. And at the end of the year, we will Each create a a unique bespoke piece for you for that type of patronage. And then we have the $5 level where you're going to get to listen into all of the podcast aftercare um, calls and and check it out. We would love some patronage. Uh, You know, pay for our phone bill, pay for uh, the time that it takes to do these if you don't mind. Uh, We would love that and um, support the shit out of us. We need it
1: yeah and we'd love to be able to support other designers yes yes um, that's a very big part we of this. Do this too
0: Yeah, absolutely yeah. absolutely and uh the ukraine i need to find a ukrainian menswear designer i do want to buy ukrainian i want to support them in that way
1: well i think that um the best route um is uh outreach to our fashion historian friend
0: <laughs> oh, and jen Sittery. Um, who we'll be speaking with, uh, who, who we spoke with yesterday and we mm-hmm. will no doubt be speaking with again.
1: Yeah. She's just good. Good. Angel good, of
0: Angel for fashion.
1: Angel for fashion.
0: Uh, angel for fa- thank you. Mm-hmm, angel. No for- well, I think that she's an angel of fashion, but oh. AngelforFashion.com, All one yep, word. And, check it out.
1: And the link is, uh, will be in the show notes too. Yay. Anything right. else to add, Miss Megan? Do you want to self
0: promote it all? Did I forget anything? Um,
1: I'm trying to get um, my website in order, um, but um, this has kind of been my my push, push labor. of Love getting this up too, and so it's just kind of um, making enough time um, for all of those things and and um, the designers that I I personally help um, and getting stuff ready for them too. So Yay! It's uh, a busy week.
0: It's a busy week, my love um let's we're going to talk about ordering uh textiles from you but i'm I'm going to um talk about part of the process um i've had clients wonder why i don't ship directly to them from the warehouse and it's not like oh i don't want you to know where i got it although mm-hmm. i don't necessarily want you to know where i got it because my my sales uh my sales uh, people would be really pissed off if suddenly somebody that wasn't an account holder with them and to be an account holder with with a wholesaler or a um a converter of fabric means that you've got to have the right number the right uh industry number you Mm -hmm. would have one and i wouldn't be afraid of you contacting them because you yourself have ordered fabric before and you know the protocol but the the main reason is um Not because I'm worried about somebody scooping a resource. I I often share resources with with my close associates. Um, But it's because if it comes to me and there's a problem, I can fix the problem. If it ships to the end user and there's a problem, the account uh, uh, sales rep will not care. They will not care. They need to hear that there's a problem from me, so they know where they know where my my uh, shipping address on account is and it ships here. I take it out, I inspect every inch of it, I make certain that it is flawless, printed perfectly, uh, not off grain, not stretched, not oil marked, and then I will re-roll it and re-wrap it and ship it on to Denver. So yeah. uh, I'm gonna uh, share or wherever with it's ordered, you, uh, so I can share it with our our listening audience. There's a whole process. Um, mm-hmm. As as, as as a person who's recognized in the United States as a fabric reseller, as a fabric retailer, as a fabric converter, I, I have certain um, abilities and I have certain responsibilities to my clients. And I belong to certain guilds that that hold the people that I'm buying from also responsible for making certain that I get what I'm buying from them so that my client gets what they're buying from me from them. Does that make sense?
1: Oh yeah, totally.
0: But it's an important circle jerk.
1: Well, and I think it's just as important as a stylist in a photo shoot or um, for a collection to kind of give this editing eye. Because, you know, I as a designer, maybe it's really not in my wheelhouse um, to inspect fabric. But I give it to my cutter because like, oh, I just got it in. Go ahead and cut these things. Everything's cut. You finally find a flaw that you as a designer didn't you know notice right, before right, right. I, I, it's not I, your cutter's job to tell you <laughs> I, I had this happen
0: i made a, a top for uh, uh, an amazingly important and famous dj in detroit to wear to a wedding and uh there was a flaw in the sequence that i didn't see because you know sequence uh, shine and when i'm cutting i have lights on the fabric and uh, obviously uh there was a whole line that was uh, where a join was that it made a stripe across her boob her her ample bosom and so i um She's like well we'll just put a, a strip of black on it and i'm like well we could do that or i could just recut it for you
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and you know sequins do have join lines not not every bolt is perfect and there are going to be um things wrong with with when you buy large bolts one of the things that back in texas that that uh, our retail clients would get pissed off at is if they pulled out and they wanted to buy a whole 20 yards of something sometimes there'd be this huge seven inch uh, wide circle cut out and they'd maybe like, Oh, i'm not i, I said we're, we we're not going to charge you for that section do not worry i mean i can cut it out and give you two pieces if you prefer but that is that is a way to punch they punch Every, every Anywhere from every 10 yards to every 25, 50, 100 yards, they punch that circle out and weigh it to assure that the fabric is being knit or woven correctly. So when you buy fabric uh, at, a, at a certain level, you're not just looking at content, you're looking at weight, how many uh, grams per square meter. And that's how they test that. And you know, people would just get so, oh, well, this is dirty at the end. Yeah, honey, I'm giving you that half yard for free. I could just throw that away but uh, that, that's enough for you to make a bra cup or a lining piece or cover some buttons. They never got that. We actually started throwing away the part that we were giving away for free just because the, the fight got so intense with people about free fabric. Texans, oh my gosh. Texans, Texans, Texans. I would welcome. have just
1: cut it off and put it into like a big bucket. Went, and like every a, scrap is $2. <laughs>
0: it went to a doll maker. I donated oh it to a doll yeah. maker who makes amazing dolls so she could have these beautiful fabrics to make her dolls with. And I enjoyed supporting her because we I all do that. look for ways to, we're still, you know, Megan and I could talk for an hour and a half and not even notice. So I love you hard, Megan. Um, I love you. You have, listen, you have, my, you have my PayPal just send a I payment do. through paypal and i will uh purchase the fabric i'm going to pay for shipping to you from me and you will pay for shipping from the merchant to me does yeah, that make not sense a problem. when yeah. and i won't know until they ship it so uh we can take care of that later or hell i probably owe you money so maybe i won't even worry about shipping
1: yeah I'm, whatever needs to happen needs to happen I'm not. yeah worried well we about
0: need it. to catch the fabric in your hand and I'm. Um, I'm actually going to order more than you've asked for because there is a minimum that I can order and I like it enough that I'm like, I think I want two yards of that too. It's That's gonna fun, make a, right? that, that'll make it amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, uh, I have a thing for stripes and mm-hmm. I think I want a couple yards. I may even order more than a couple of yards. I may make myself um well, it doesn't matter. I shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> I, I, I may make myself some sexy pajamas in case I ever do get a man friend back up in here. Oh, so never pajamas. never going to happen. I'm too old and haggard for that.
1: <laughs> well, I hope you have a good Friday. I love you, Benson. I love
0: you too. Thank you for talking. Thank you for calling. I I, uh, I really enjoy these calls, and uh, it it has stopped being weird that apparently the world is listening to us talk
1: we've got stuff to say. <laughs> we've,
0: got, we've got so much stuff to say, people. Uh, listen, we, we I, I, a personal thank you to everyone who has listened, to all of the people who have actually subscribed. Thank you for caring. Thank you for listening. Thank you for um, for being out there and giving us a reason to do this. And please do take advantage of of our contact us button. We would love to hear from you. We would love for you to tell us what you want to hear about and and like i said we would even we would even sort of think it was awesome that you told us to fuck ourselves if we said something offensive
1: <laughs> definitely know that we'll text each other back and forth as soon as we see that one
0: <laughs> That one, exactly we'll we'll have a nice talk about you um, <laughs> you might even become a subject on the on the podcast uh megan you have a good day and tell the littles that i said hello and that i love them All and right. um, I'll look for your, your, the PayPal notice, and then I will call my rep and and start the process. It shouldn't take long. It should be about three days to Detroit. And then uh, once I've rolled it out and made sure that everything is as it should be, I'll send it to you. Um, probably in a priority, USPS Is UPS, USPS running for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they are.
0: I'll, I'll send it in one of the large boxes so that it gets there in two days.
1: Perfect. I love that. Well, I, I will you. talk to you next Tuesday.
0: Yes, ma'am. Oh, it's t- what Tuesday. Oh, our, our Tuesday call, and then we have a uh, a subject that we're going to get into for Tuesday, don't we?
1: Yeah, we do. Oh my goodness, what is it? A little it? bit more of the fashion business. Oh well, somebody and a little needs bit more of the it. romantic part that's not real. It's just, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, through the mirrors of my mind, time after time, I see reflections of you and me. Love you hard, lady.
1: All right, take care. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Advanced Fashion Disruption. You can find us at advancedfashiondisruption.com every Friday for PFFF Phone a Fashion Friend Friday. And you're all my PFFFs. And next Tuesday, we have our regularly scheduled program where Advanced Fashion Disruption starts to talk about all of the things that we love about our education system and some of the things that aren't so cool. So join us next week Tuesday. Have a good weekend.